lots of people talk about off-market properties and most people don't know where to find them. So in this video, I'm gonna cover some important points for you, which is gonna lead you towards finding properties off-market. And at the end of the video, I'm gonna share with you some of the key benefits of why you should buy off-market properties. Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Buying property off-market is a phenomenal game-changer because in a roundabout way, you might be just the one person looking at that particular deal, which I believe increases your chance of doing some kind of a negotiation with the seller because they've only got one buyer looking at the property. Whereas if you're, let's say, you're seeing a property that's listed or on, online with an estate agent, well, everybody's got view of that. And then there might be two, five, 10, or more people looking at that one property making offers uh, which means your ability to negotiate is reduced because there's more people who you're competing against. Now, obviously, if you're new to property or you haven't done this before, you'll be thinking, how do I get uh, properties off market? But the good news is, in this video, I'm gonna cover some of those things for you to raise your awareness to help you out. So the first thing I think you should do, which is by far my most favorite marketing strategy of all, uh, and I've been at this for over, just over 20 years now. So the first one is direct mail sometimes called direct response, so I'll just call it DM. So this is where you approach a prospective buyer, seller directly. In our case, obviously we're looking for buyers, but if you had some other kind of business, then you'll be looking for customers. And you write to them directly with your key message uh, and what you're looking for. Uh, so this could be a postcard, this could be a letter, or this could be something else which is addressed to certain people in a particular marketplace which you're interested in. So let's say you wanted to buy properties in a particular area, you choose your gold mine area, you choose the type of properties you want because you, you might want detached properties, you might, might want four bedroom properties, you might want some that could become HMOs, you might just want properties which are in a single terrace. So you choose the criteria, you choose the area, and then you have to formulate an offer which goes to those people uh, asking them to make contact with you. Now the good thing about direct mail, it works well. Most people, generally speaking, you and me, don't get that much mail. And if you're as, as old as I am, you'll recall that 25, 30 years ago, we used to get a bunch of mail every single day, and it was called junk mail. That's changed now to spam email and junk email. So uh, I get a lot of uh, junk email every single day. I don't get as much junk mail. And simply the reason for that is email, generally speaking, is free to send. I know you can pay for it and you can hire buy lists as well, but let's just say you put already have a list. Email is free to send, apart from whatever you might pay for a CRM system or an email marketing system, and some of them are free by the way if you've got small lists, but it's free to send versus direct mail, where you've got to create the copy, you've then got to print it, you then may, you may have to put a stamp on it, uh, or you prank the post, or you go there yourself, and you post it. That requires time and cost. And that's why direct mail has gone down, email has gone 
through the roof. Now, for your direct mail, I think it's incredibly important that you understand your target market, you understand where they are uh, in the selling life cycle, if they are selling, and then you meet them where they are. So I think the headline is extremely important, the sub-headline is extremely important, and then basically the point of every single line and every single paragraph is to get the reader to read and move on to the next paragraph. And I don't mean sending them a 16-page document. By the way, long copy beats short copy every day of the week. How do I know? I've tested it many times in the past, but we're not gonna get into all that kind of stuff because otherwise I'll be sitting here talking about direct mail to you for the next 20 minutes. And that's why you're not, that's not, not the reason why you're watching this video. You're watching it to look, find out the different ways to buy properties off market. Uh, so get the headline right, the subheadline right, and then write two or three paragraphs to get the person interested and then make some kind of an offer for them to contact you, which is called a call to action. So there are different uh, methods you could use. And I don't want to go into that too much because this is not a direct response uh, video, but you could use something like ADA. And that's grab their attention, interest, desire, and then action. So you can use that. So attention is the headline, uh, interest is okay, what's gonna in interest them? Uh, then you've got obviously the D and the A, the D is how do I build their desire, the A is the last thing, is how do I, what's my call to action to get them to contact me? Uh, and then you can have a PS, a PPS, a PPPS, okay, you can go on and on and on. You don't wanna get too bogged down in this right now. If you're not good at writing and you're not good at writing copy, maybe pay somebody to do that bit for you, uh, it's well worth the investment. And remember, the response rate is pretty low. Could be 0.01%. So if you're sending out 10 letters, don't expect much of a response. So here you've got to do bulk. Uh, and I mean, I if, I if I was to do this, which I have done in the past, I'd send at least 2,000 direct mail letters and then expect some kind of a sm small response. Look at that response, try and at least secure a deal, and then look at my copy. How can I improve and change my copy? So this can be a slow burn depending on your budget, but it works incredibly well and it's gonna get some responses where some people will talk to you about possibly selling their property. And you know it's off market because they're talking to you and there's no board outside. It's not listed anywhere uh, online uh, with estate agents. It probably means it's not been listed yet. When you talk to the person, you'll soon find out uh, whether or not it's been listed or not. The second one is networking. And I use that in a wider sense. I'll call it network as opposed to networking. So this very simply uh, is word of mouth in two ways. One is when you're established, people will talk on your behalf about you. When somebody says, I'm looking to sell a property, they might say, well, I've got somebody over here, John Smith, uh, okay, or Sandra Jones, uh, and they are buy properties. So let me put you in contact with them. You could do a deal. But until you get to that place where you've got that reputation and people are talking about you because uh, you are known to buy property, uh, you've got to do the word of mouth yourself. So this means going out there talking to people, family, friends, neighbors, colleagues, anybody and everybody, tell them what you do. Now, one thing property investors are really good at, and I know this from experience, is whether I'm on the train, on a plane, at an airport, at a bus station, wherever, shopping center, uh, I do talk to people because uh, I'm interested in what people uh, are up to because I'd like to know what's happening in the, in, the, in the marketplace. And often people will come up to me and start telling me about how they are a property investor and which property they're specializing in, what they're looking to do and uh, how they got started. Uh, so you go out there and talk to people 
and start telling them that you buy properties off market which aren't on with agents you can give them reason why that is and start telling people you're looking for property and remember a person you may be talking to may not be a property owner or they might just own one property which they're not looking to sell that doesn't mean they don't have a contact base and their own network of people they may know who are looking to sell who they could introduce you to so it doesn't mean that the person you're talking to must have 15 properties and they might sell one of those anybody and everybody has the power and the potential to refer people to you don't discount anybody uh, just because they're not a property owner because they've got their own network so this is going out there talking to people and telling them you're looking to buy property and let's say you're looking to buy some land and uh, you've done your research and you know farmers have lots of land and farmers do sell pockets of land you think how do I get hold of farmers uh, well the first one up there with that mail you can read you can do or you could put an advert out in some farmers magazines and publications or a newspaper which would work well or you can go to the, some of their trade association events or other, other events where you've got farmers so you get talking to farmers okay uh, and start telling them that you're looking to buy some land and through that you may bump into a farmer who's got some land or a farmer may know other farmers which they will know the farmers who are looking to sell a piece of land and that might get you to where you want to get to so the whole thing about network is thinking who am I targeting where do they exist where do they hang around how do I get to that place in front of them and start talking to them so you now make your pond very very small which has more fish in a confined area it's easy for you to then basically catch the fish in terms of what you're looking for so you just got to think outside the box here uh, and kind of go where other people aren't going to find what you're looking for rather than going to a general networking event which is full of property investors which is fine by the way and telling them you buy property off market which is good by the way because somebody there might know somebody but the flip side is there's 200 people there maybe 50 of them are looking to buy property off market too so now you're competing with them but using my early example the farmer uh, example you might go to a trade association event where there's 500 farmers coming in on, on a particular day and how many property investors are there talking to farmers about buying some of their land probably not that many I've never been by the way but I assume not that many or you could even have a stand there so there's other there's things you could do and on both of those by the way you can link this to social media and you can run ads about how you're looking to buy property off market and uh, target certain de demographics certain areas and then see what kind of a response you get again depends on your offer and the uh, strength of your copy the third one which you might think uh, is not that common but it works really well yep you read correctly estate agents or deal sources so estate agents obviously want to do the best for their clients they market the property and then people come to view the property ask for more information make offers but quite often or sometimes they might have and more often than you think by the way have clients who are looking to sell their property very very quickly for a whole host of reasons they might be moving out of the country they might have seen another property which works really well for them which is going to be their forever home they've got some debt to repay whatever the reason there's some motivation for them to sell quickly so they go to an agent and say i want to sell this property very 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 quickly uh, and find me some people who you know who are investors or buyers who will buy this property very quickly and an agent might have a black book of 10 people who they know buy quite a few properties from them who've got the ability to buy and the willingness to buy and they call them up and say we've got this property here person wants to sell very quickly this is how much they want do you want to buy it 
so that it doesn't even go on the market. Now this doesn't happen for every single property, by the way, because like I said, agents have a particular process that, that they follow to get the best value and price for their client. But if the client's instructions are, want to sell very quickly, can you buy me a buyer quickly? Sometimes they want to have a level of discretion. Or maybe they don't want certain people in their lives to know that they've got the property on sale. So they'll say, don't market this publicly, keep it off market, buy me uh, an, a, or find me, sorry, a buyer discreetly who has the ability to buy. So what this means basically is you've got to expand your network and get to know agents who sell the kind of properties that you're looking to buy, buy one or two through them, build a, a relationship, tell them you're looking to buy a property quickly, off market, you're willing to do a, a reasonable, sensible deal as long as the whole thing works for you and then start, you'll have to chase them up initially, asking them regularly if they've got any market, uh, deals off market and after a while, once they know you're interested, once they know you're serious, once you've bought a property or two from them, you've done the no like trust bit where they know you're the kind of person who's going to complete and not make them look stupid because obviously if, if uh, a client says to them, we want to sell our property quickly, the agent wants to give it to somebody who they know will complete quickly. So once they've got that confidence in you, then they should be able to give you a deal or two in a year or so, or over, over sorry, a year or so, which means you'll get properties off market. Number four, builders and tradespeople. And why would they know people who are selling property? Well, a builder could be working on a particular job, whether it's building a new home or new homes, or working on an extension, or working on improving somebody's property, and one of two things could possibly happen. One is they're fixing somebody's property up because that person is looking to sell. And if you know the builder, the builder might mention to that person, I've got a buyer who's looking to buy properties in this particular area or who has a number of properties in this particular area. <coughs> <coughs> is the microphone working? Good. And they might introduce you and that person who's looking to sell could buy from you. A typical example is, there could be a property owned by mom and dad. Mom and dad passed away. The property is in probate. Uh, and mom and dad were in a care home, for example. It could be one of them, by the way, but they were in a, in a care home. Property has been empty for uh, a while. Needs work doing to it. The children then decide to do work on it, but want to find a buyer. Sometimes they don't do work on it. They just want to sell it. Sometimes they do, but if they do, the builder can introduce you. Linking with that, of course, you've got solicitors. So if you've got solicitors who are dealing with probate, They'll obviously know people who are looking to sell their properties. If they know you are a trusted source, you'll buy properties. They will be minded to tell their client that we've got a buyer here who buys properties generally through probate. Do you want us to introduce you? You can talk to them. Maybe you can do a deal with them. There's that bit there. The other bit with the builders is uh, somebody might start doing an extension or building a new home. Money runs out. They have a divorce. Some other calamity or problem happens. They can't afford to finish the house but they want to sell it. The builder says, I'm owed 20,000 pounds, by the way, because they've stopped work here. Somebody needs to buy this property from them. They want to sell it. Are you interested in buying? And you might say, perfect, this is for me. So builders have the ability to refer properties off market to you based on different situations, as obviously do solicitors and, and other professionals who are working in the property market. So you need to expand your network once again, not just to agents, but those people around who are linked with property who may be able to uh, send some leads your way. Number five, which I've mentioned very briefly, if you can read my writing by the way, is deal sources. So these people, as the name suggests, source deals. 
So they're like estate agents, but don't actually have a shop front, shop window per se. Some of them, or most of them, don't even have a website. They've got a business card, and they go out there networking, talking to people, finding deals, and then selling them on. Now, sometimes, if they are sophisticated and experienced, they have their own database. So as a deal comes in, they'll email out to all of their people who they know uh, would be interested in that particular property because they've got the criteria what their clients are or the buyers are looking for. Others who are starting off or aren't that busy or don't deal with that many deals will have their own small black book of some contacts who are interested in a particular property. So deal sources are really good. The problem with some of them is sometimes they embellish and exaggerate the truth. So they might make a deal look better than it is. They might talk about a deal that they don't actually have and they're going through another deal source or somebody else. So they might waste your time uh, and many of the connotations. But there, there are good deal sources out there. How do I know? Because I deal with some of them. Uh, and they will find you really good deals. Quite often with me, especially they know, I'm looking for off-market deals. So they'll send me deals which are either being listed with an agent but haven't quite been listed yet and the agent wants to sell them quickly for their client or they find buyers themselves through, sorry, sellers themselves for their buyers through direct mail campaigns and through their network and other contacts. So they are a good source. They'll charge you fees. Uh, some charge half a percent or a fixed fee all the way up to, I've seen up to four or five percent depending on the type of deal. The average fee is one to two percent. I think it's worth paying because it saves you all the headache, everything else. They do some of the DD work for you, get appraised the property and the project and then send it to you, you have a look if it works for you, you can then negotiate and buy. But deal sources have the ability to find properties of market for you. Number six, and this is my favorite little one, because it works really well and most people don't do it. I've said driving, but it could be walking, and it could be cycling, and it could be going for a jog or a run. But this is, this is basically, is about going out and about and looking for properties which are vacant, empty, or look like they need a bit of TLC. So they're distressed and you can put something through the card. You can put a card through their letterbox. You can talk to the neighbors. You can go on land registry and find uh, who the buyer is, hunt them down and make a deal with them directly. So this is linked with a bit of everything really from direct mail to using your network, to possibly deal sourcing yourself. But this is going out there, finding properties that you think might work really well for you. With that, what you could have if you drive is a car which says something like, we buy property, just like we buy any car. Uh, and with that kind of marketing, you'll be surprised how many people will actually ring you uh, because they, they see the, the advert. It just, it'll cost you a bit of money to wrap your car in that marketing. You might not feel comfortable driving that kind of car. But once you're doing the deals and people are ringing you up and you're, getting, you're making money from that uh, process, I think most people won't be too bothered about driving a car which got stickers plastered on it saying we buy anyhouse.com or whatever the name might be by the way. Uh, it, it works really well. It's really good marketing. And so, so you can do that plus uh, find properties which are vacant or distressed, approach uh, the seller or the person who owns the property and becomes a seller and do it that way. Or if you're looking to buy land then you can go around and there are websites online by the way uh, which you can subscribe to which enable you to find pockets of land approach the landowner and try and do a deal and the, if you're going to become a big land developer then what they used to do is find pockets of different land together owned by, owned by different people and then try and put a, some kind of a consortium deal together to buy that that's for later because it, it, 
it requires a huge investment and a lot of time. For now, we're looking at single properties. So you're just trying to find properties which are empty or vacant. You can do it that way. Or you can speak to the, uh, the local council and an empty homes officer and they will know how many properties are empty in a particular area. They might not be willing to give you a list, but they could. you could find out in this particular area here, how many empty properties are there. And most likely there's 10 properties in a particular area. Because they can't give you the information because of GDPR. You can then go in that area and try and look for the signs that show you a property's been empty for quite a while. And that's going to give you a good clue. Because why would you want to go to an area of say 3,000 homes where there's only one empty property, but you can go to an area of 3,000 homes where there's 25 empty properties. So you just want to go for the low hanging fruit. And you might be thinking, are there any drawbacks? Well, there are some. Uh, the two main ones, the first one is availability. So there's not that many off-market deals available until you get well-known and you've got the right contacts and connections. And the second one is they're hard to find. That's why there's not that many on them because most people use the conventional methods of selling property. So they go to an estate agent or they might go to an auction, for example, to sell their property. So those are the kind of two challenges that you're going to have to face. But if you're looking to grow a property portfolio, you're looking for really good deals, and you're looking for motivated sellers and who want to move quickly, then I think buying properties off market is a fantastic way to grow a good portfolio. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.